It's another cold night. The harvest moon is out. It's provided the only light as the chilling breeze travels about. These traveling few, tired, hungry, and worn, are in hopes of something new for fatigue they have adorned. But what is this through the dense forest path? Something is a bliss. It's a light, alas. A little down the way, a farm is in view. Many bundles of hay, and maybe a nice meal or two. Welcome to a D&D Halloween one-shot called Tricks, No Treats. Welcome everyone to this D4 on the Floor one-shot. My name is Brian. I'm going to be the DM. Let's meet the players. My name is John. I'm going to be playing Philip Slout, a forest gnome monk. I'm Hudson. I will be playing Shump Slout, a half-orc druid. You two have been traveling together for some time now. You're cold, tired, wet, and hungry. You get through the forest and arrive at the top of the hill. And then a bit of hope comes along. Looking down from the hill, you see a farm. And it is a large farm. Look, brother, there's a light. Yeah, we should definitely ask if they've got room for us. I don't know about you, but I'm cold, tired, wet, and hungry. I mean, we've been walking out in this cold, wet rain. Like, let's keep moving, though, so we don't freeze. Do, 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 do. <laughs> walk in, walk in, walk in. Walk in, doing jazzercise along the way. <laughs> there is a big farmhouse off to the left, stables, a barn. You even see a small lake just a few hop skips away. The farm looks prosperous. You see rows of fruit trees along its perimeter and a massively giant fruit tree in the middle of the farm. There is a scarecrow that appears to be watching over rows of thriving crops of beans, asparagus, cabbage, tomatoes, carrots, corn, and more. And another thing that stands out, there are several large sections of pumpkin crops. Why would they plant pumpkins? I like pumpkins. You can make pumpkin seeds, and you can make pumpkin pie, pumpkin pottage, but you can make little decorations. I think they're called jack-o'-lanterns. Yeah, but, I mean, they're not a crop that you use for sustenance. They're purely a decorative crop. This is just terrible land management. <laughs> I, I like my pumpkin spice lattes. You can't have pumpkin spice lattes without pumpkin. I'm pretty sure that there's no pumpkin involved in your pumpkin spice latte. I feel like the barista lied to me. <laughs> All right, I'll we'll walk up to the front door and bang on it. A little slot opens up in the door, <laughs> and it's kind of low, a little awkward for Shump, and a voice goes, who goes there? Uh, well, uh, I like to call myself Shump, and this is my brother, Philip, and he points to Philip. Uh, do you mind kind of getting down a little bit? All I can see is your crotch right now. Squats down and awkwardly, like, tries to meet this guy's eye level. Oh, thank you. Yes, we are some wary travelers. We've been walking in the uh, rain, and it's kind of cold out here, and so we're cold. We would like to see if you perhaps had uh, a spare bedroom or uh, like maybe some place in your stables that we could stay for the night. As you say that, your tummy rumbles because you can smell pumpkin pie and halfling stew. Nice. Is that halfling stew with pumpkin pie in there? Why, yes. Yes, it is. Yes. Um, please hold for a minute. And then he closes the slot on the door. Then you start hearing some movement around behind the door. As you're waiting on the porch, hoping they get you inside from this cold, you're looking around and it appears to be a halfling habitat. Philip, you definitely recognize the craftsmanship as halfling. The door frames are smaller than normal, 
There's a lot of amazing woodwork all around. And the woodwork is lined with amazing filigree, which incorporates a lot of leaf shapes, as well as different outlines of fruits and vegetables. Two fruits that stand out to you are apples and pumpkins. After a bit, the door cracks open. You see a rather charming, reddish-brown-haired halfling dressed in halfling garb. <laughs> he looks both of you up and down. His eyes literally have to go up and down as he looks at Philip, and then he looks over at Chump, and then back at Philip, and then back at Chump. Philip, you feel your presence is helping. You see the tension fade away from this halfling's eyes as he's looking at both of you. Then the halfling says, We have a lot of work to do in the morning on the farm. Would you agree to helping with that work and trade for a nice warm place to stay and some uh, home-cooked meals? Like, are we talking all day or just like some morning chores here? We're on a journey and we don't really want to be delayed too terribly long. Uh, uh, well, uh, we are going to continue harvesting our crops tomorrow and then uh, actually we're going to ha celebrate with our annual harvest party. Tell you what, if you do a good job around the farm tomorrow, uh, you can join us in our festivities. There will be song and dance, stories and games, and of course food and drink. The celebration is quite joyous. Does your celebration include pumpkin pie and halfling <laughs> stew? Why yes, yes it does. We will have pumpkin treats, pumpkin pies, pumpkin cakes, as well as many apple pies and desserts. All sorts of good stuff. Are you also going to have pumpkin spice lattes? Yes, yes. My wizard friend makes things called pumpkin spice lattes. I didn't know anyone knew about these things. Excellent. You definitely use pumpkin in these, right? Gives like an annoying stare at Philip. We do, we do. You could just chew the latte all night long. It's delicious. Sometimes you have to spit out the seeds, but that's all right. It's still quite good. And <laughs> <laughs> Chump just stares at Philip. I think there's a reason the wizard makes the pumpkin spice lattes. Because they're magical. Well, I think you two need to get out of the cold, so uh, let's get you in for a nice warm meal, okay? Then, the door opens as wide as it can, and this very pleasant halfling motions his arms towards the inside of the large farmhouse. Oh, come on in, come on in. Welcome to the Happy Feet Farm. My name is Happy, and <laughs> he shakes your hands with very strong grip. Hello, Happy. You said uh, Philip and Shump, right? Yes, yes. We're the Slout Brothers. There's a bit of confusion on his face. A half-orc and a gnome brother. Um, sure, whatever. Oh, dearie, dearie, uh, we've got some guests. You walk in and this place fills your soul with warmth and comfort. This place is wonderful. Highly intricate woodwork surrounds you in every which way. You haven't felt this good in weeks. Your cold hands are starting to warm up, however they start stinging a little bit at first because they've been so cold for so long. Ah yes, warmth, haha. <laughs> Many halflings come out and greet you. They come in all shapes and sizes, yet all have their similar halfling features of curly hair, hairy feet, round bellies, and those pleasant halfling smiles. These people seem to be the happiest, nicest people in the world. They are quite quick to introduce themselves and make acquaintances with you, and offer up any sort of hospitality. They set you down on a very large, lovely, handcrafted rectangular table, and they're already bringing out baked goods, breads, cheeses, and a few blankets. So where have you been uh, journeying to, if you don't mind me asking? Um, where are we going again, Philip? We're going to <laughs> Woods End. Oh, is it um at the end of the wood, perhaps? It is at the end of the wood. Well, by golly, who would have ever guessed that? Wonderful. 
Is there a city there? <laughs> it's a small village that uh, doesn't show up on every map, but that's where we're headed. Ooh, I bet there's some lovely woodwork done there. I love woodworking, as you can see. We take a lot of pride in our craft around here. This is very, very good. How, did you uh, use any specialty tools or uh, perhaps uh, do some magic to bend the wood? Nope, this is all handcrafted. Just the lattes are magical around here. Oh, yes. Is the, the barista one of these fine individuals here? Then, a uniquely dressed halfling comes out in orange and green robes and a pointed hat. And he walks up to you and he says, Hello, my name is Mr. Latte. Here you go. And then he goes, And a little drink appears out of his hand. Excellent. Wait, hold on, hold on. And then he takes a chunk of pumpkin mash and slops it into your newly magically created cup. I take a sip. Is it magically delicious? <laughs> it is magically delicious. And chunky. Choose on it. <laughs> See? Real pumpkin. The barista did not lie to me, Philip. We've got a point. We've got a point. So you're sitting in the dining hall area and you're eating and eating and drinking and eating, getting more and more desserts. And a group of halflings come up. And Happy is one of them. And Happy says, uh, Hey, uh, we are going to uh, play some cards here. Uh, why, why don't you come and join us? It'll be a lot of fun. Um, I only know um, spades. It's just like spades, except uh, with hearts instead. It'll be good. It'll be good. Should warn you, I'm a world championship diamonds player. So. Got it. Don't play diamonds with you. So you're sitting around. These people, again, are very comforting, warming, amazing, very good entertainers. You're sitting in the dining hall, and on the wall, you just happen to notice that there is this really nice, intricate design of a tree, and it has six branches coming off the top of it, and at the end of each branch, there's an outline of an apple, and it's just very stunning looking and very unique. It just stood out to you while you're all sitting around playing cards and having drinks. What is with this tree? Uh, is there any religious or medicinal magical purposes to the six branches or the apples? Oh yes, it's a very nice carving. It was done by my great 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 grandfather a long time ago. He's the one who planted that giant apple tree in the middle of the farm. It is said to provide us with good harvest and protection. We are the only ones around here in this area. And it has served us well over generations. Curious, curious. Halflings typically are more nomadic. Odd that you've kind of settled down like this. We love this farm. We would never leave it. We are the Happy Feet clan and we plan to stay that way. This is the life to live. And then you see a bunch of kids just start pouring into the dining hall area and they're running around all over the place. Do I get a sense as to, like, a number? If I'm paying attention to how many people are... Oh, there's a good 30 of them or more. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a ton of them. <laughs> Which also explains the size of the house. Also, Chump's duck walking everywhere, trying to stay lower. And sure. <laughs> Give me an athletics check. <laughs> oh, nat 20. Wow. Yeah, you are dodging everything. You're dodging all the door frames and the chandeliers and everything like that. Philip's kind of watching to just see if you bonk your head, but you just won't do it. He's getting a kick out of it. In fact, you don't even come close to bonking your head. It's just like back home. It's very homey. It does remind me of back home. So what exactly are we going to be harvesting tomorrow? Oh, we have all sorts of different crops. We've got wheat, beans, tomatoes, carrots, squash, asparagus, potatoes. Potatoes are one of my favorites. Now you can boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Then the harvest party. You will enjoy it so much. 
Are you going to harvest the pumpkins by chance? Uh, well, we plan to take a bunch of those and carve them up in the evening. I actually saw that the kids couldn't control themselves and they started carving them up in the crops. <laughs> those little stinkers. Have you ever seen anyone do that before? Oh, like a jack-o'-lantern. Yes, yes, just like a jack-o'-lantern. Yes, yes. Oh, excellent, excellent, excellent. And then are you going to bake the seeds with a little bit of salt, maybe? Oh, yes, yes. Baked pumpkin seeds, delicious. You and I have similar tastes, my friend. I can tell you two are good people. See, not a decorative crop, like you said. We try not to waste anything around here. The night goes on and it's super great. Best hospitality you've had in a long, long time. Maybe even ever. As the night winds down, they put you up in a spare room. It's quite cozy and it's quite lovely. Unfortunately, the beds aren't very big for Shump, so his feet hang over the bed by a good two feet. <laughs> However, he's still comfortable. But then, just as your heavy eyelids are about to shut for the night, kids pour into the room. <laughs> they are giggling, laughing, and playing. Running around the room, one of them's actually jumping up and down on Shump on your stomach. We're so excited! We're so excited! I can't wait for the harvest party tomorrow. It's gonna be great. Yes, we're all quite excited. Now you want to serve your energy because we're going to be uh, doing a lot of stuff, and I know it's exciting. But you just need to lie down and think calming thoughts. I like counting sheep. Oh, roll your persuasion. Well, it's a dirty twenty. <laughs> Wow, yeah, they zero in on you while you're giving your words of advice, and they all soak it in. And then they go, yeah, counting sheep does actually help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Shump convinces them that they all need to make the proper decision and go back to the rooms to get some sleep. And they finally do. Then your eyes finally get to shut all the way, and you get some much-needed sleep. And before you know it, you awake to a rooster call in the morning. That's not my staff. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear a voice in the hallway calling out, Time to get up! Time to get up! Come on, everyone! Time to get up! We have a lot of work to do today. Remember, work hard and we'll play later. We'll have a joyous time this evening, so up, up! Come on, everybody! You walk out your door as soon as you get ready, and there are just bodies moving back and forth. Everybody's getting ready for breakfast first, of course. And they all sit down, you're all having breakfast of eggs and bacon and chicken and sausage and pumpkin pie and pumpkin desserts. <laughs> and everything's great. They say, okay, so uh, we'll eat this and in about two hours we'll have second breakfast. And then a little bit after that we'll have elevensies. And then we'll, a little bit after that we'll have lunch. And then a little bit after that um, we'll have lunchy twos and then work towards the celebratory feast tonight. What about afternoon tea? What about supper? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, afternoon tea, of course. Yes, yes. And then um, we'll do supper, then the feast. I have to eat light. I mean, I don't want to put on too much weight. Yeah. One of the kids goes, how are you two brothers again? Uh, I don't... Just, just our? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, you finish up your first breakfast, and then uh, you start working on the farm. Roll athletics check. 18. Uh, 19. All right, everything goes really well that day. You work your butt off, you eat a lot. There's desserts with every meal. <laughs> Y'all get towards the evening, and they start getting the entire farm ready for the harvest party. They're putting up decorations. There's lots of browns, oranges, and greens. A lot of apple and pumpkin decorations all over the place. Huge banners. They create a huge bonfire. 
and everyone is just having a good time. They clear out one big room and they're going to do dancing and singing in that room. They set up a station for bobbing for apples. There's just little benches all over the place so people can just sit and talk. There's cards that are going to be played and you all start having a good time. Is there anything you want to do for the party or anything like that? I'll poke around the kitchen and help wherever I can. Chat up whoever's doing the cooking. Oh, okay. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I'm actually proficient in cooking, so I will just go assist with the cooking. Are you really? Yeah. Oh, nice. They enjoy it. They enjoy it. So at some point in the evening, Philip, you get a very nice-looking halfling walk up to you, and she really seems to be interested in you, and she asks if you'd like to dance. Uh, sure. All right. You two go over and start dancing, and the song's kind of a quicker upbeat one, and you two are just having a good old time. It's like a fiddle playing in the background, and you're having a blast with her. Nice. Shump. You get a lot of the guys talking to you, and they're just asking you about how much you can lift, and if you've really worked on a farm before. They're very interested in how strong you are. I think I'm a little bit stronger than my brother, but uh, I don't recall having any kind of, like, super strength, so to speak, you know? Oh, okay. One of them says, wrestling starts in a little bit. You up for some halfling wrestling? Normally I would have said no to wrestling, but then you said halfling. I need to see what this is. (laughs) You look over and in the corner there's a guy that's just down to nothing but his undies. And he's like, who wants to take me on? I'm a little less intrigued. And the guy you're talking to, all of a sudden his clothes are just off. He's got down to his undies. And he goes, I will! And he jumps over to the corner and they start wrestling. And a bunch of the guys go over and start watching and they're all cheering him on. This is, um, peculiar. Yeah. I don't know what to expect, but this wasn't it. <laughs> so somebody loses and another one pops in and keeps wrestling and another one and it keeps going on and on. And one of them goes, oh, come on, chump, go ahead, go ahead, go on and wrestle, come on. Mm, I think I would be giving the, the contestant an undue fair advantage for his next opponent. I have no idea what I'm doing. Oh, come on. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. And he takes his clothes off right in front of you. <laughs> He's down into his undies. And then he goes over into the corner. <laughs> uh, I undies, too. You don't even want to know what those look like. They're a little loose. <laughs> <laughs> They're a little loose, he says. Uh, okay. My name's Floppy. What was your name again? <laughs> My name is Shump. Um... I don't know why they call me Floppy, but... <laughs> They call me Shump because that's what my parents decided to call me. Oh, yeah, yeah. My name's Belbo, but again, they call me Floppy. Athletics? Well, um, okay. I turn into a bear. Right, whoa, whoa! Hey, everyone's like, jeez, what is going on here? <laughs> um, I don't really want to fight a bear. <laughs> Philip, your brother's a bear. Yeah, he'll do that every once in a while. <laughs> He's not going to eat us, is he? No, you've been feeding him real well. Oh, good, good. All right. Hey, when you get done dancing over there, you want to arm wrestle? Sure. <laughs> All right. So, Hudson, what do you do as a bear? You just sit there? Yeah, I'm just sad because nobody wants to wrestle me now. One of the halflings walks up and cautiously pokes you. Mm-hmm. You do anything? No. Not immediately. See what he does. I just tilt my head. Okay, I'm like... He cautiously pokes you again. He pokes you three times harder. 
Which you can barely feel still because you're a bear and he's a halfling. Right. And then there's silence for a while. Nothing's happening. Everybody's watching. And then he gets a big smile on his face. He's like, ah, hey, what the heck? And then he jumps on you and starts trying to wrestle you. Ha! I gently wrestle back with him. All right, roll athletics. 12. 12? Yep. <laughs> he's on top of your snout, and he's got his <laughs> arms wrapped inside your mouth, like on the top part of your snout, and he's somehow using his feet to pull back your mouth, and you're like, oh, what the heck? <laughs> Give me another roll. Nine. Apparently, <laughs> a mouthful of powerful is not very conducive. You're shaking your head around. <laughs> this guy's got such a hold on you. Now he's like kind of putting his elbows in your eyeballs. <laughs> he's definitely winning. One more. That's better. Seventeen. Okay, so you do flip him over your head and onto the ground, and you put a bear paw on him, and he's not gonna move after that. <laughs> and everybody kind of laughs, and he starts to laugh. And then you realize you can't breathe. He's like... <laughs> then you lift your paw up, and then he gives out a big gasp. And then he just starts laughing. And he says, ah, that was worth a shot. I gave you a run for your money, at least. He does, like, the nod. <laughs> <laughs> so, Philip, you're dancing with this halfling woman, and uh, she's quite lovely. And, boy, you're, you're starting to fall a little bit for her already. What's her name? Linz. Linz? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> All right, I'll just keep dancing with her. And... Okay. At some point, she has to go help in the kitchen. Okay. And you look over, and there's 50 plates piled high. <laughs> and then one of the halflings just is just automatically right by your face when you turn around. And he's yeah. like, uh, are you ready to wrestle yet? Uh, yeah, yes. Yes, I am. All right, let's do this. And he puts his arm down on the table. Okay. All right, roll an athletics test. Athletics. All right. 18. Oh, you almost have him beat already. One more roll. One more roll. Nice. Well, let's see how this roll goes. Uh-oh. 14? 14. Yeah, you win really easily, and you, and his arm gets hurt a little bit afterwards. He's like, ow, oh, ow, ooh, ooh. Sorry. Hey, whoa. Oh, Sorry. This gnome is strong. Ooh, baby. And then the rest of the night goes by, and more people want to arm wrestle you and that kind of thing. So it starts to get fairly late into the night, and now a bunch of them are all sitting around one side of the dance room on benches, and they're all telling stories, telling tall tales. One of them tells you a story about a cat that defeated a crocodile. Another one tells you a story of an elf that lived to have nine lives. Then they say, hey, kids, uh, you gotta, you got to get away from the area, get away from the area. And the kids go, oh, but we love the ghost stories. And they say, oh, no, go ahead, come on, come on. You know you won't get any sleep or you'll have nightmares. So they convince a lot of the kids to kind of move away from that area. And they all start telling ghost stories. The stories are quite entertaining. I mean, these halflings are good. They're good with their music, they're cooking, they're good with their entertainment. Very good at storytelling. Hey, are you still a bear? <laughs> I can only keep it for an hour. Oh, okay. And one of them says, Have you ever heard of a mad farmer trickster? Uh, have we? I don't believe we've ever heard the story of the mad farmer trickster. Oh, this is a good one. And they all get excited about this one. Okay, listen up, listen up. There once was a mischievous farmer who wasn't quite nice. He played tricks on everyone, even the mice. The trickster farmer grew a many thing. But pumpkins were his favorite, wouldn't share them with the king. The trickster so obsessed started sleeping in his patch. Then one fateful day, a curse he did catch. 
A pumpkin attached right to his big head. He died that day, but wasn't really dead. He terrorized the people within his own farm. It sent shockwaves to the area. It was quite an alarm. No one could stop this terrible creature. Tried to even banish him with a town folks preacher. Then one year the pumpkins didn't grow at all. That gave a long-awaited peace to that season of fall. To this day, that trickster farmer has stayed out of plain sight. But the mad farmer trickster appears each harvest night. To scare a few right out of their skin, the gruesome head appears with its awful grin. Beware when you walk the pumpkin patch at night. For the mad farmer trickster may appear and cause a great fright. And all the halflings hold up their drinks and cheer. And then you do see some of the kids were actually watching and listening. And they get all scared and they run off and start crying. Then all of a sudden, there's winds blowing all through the farmhouse. Everyone's startled. Candlelight's flickering. In fact, some of the candles actually go out. And a ghostly figure appears right above the dining hall area. It has a greenish glow to it, and its head resembles a grinning jack-o'-lantern. And then the outline of the carving of the tree in the dining hall area bursts into a magical green flame. And at one point of the tree, arcanic text appears. You also see the apples at the six points of the tree sink in, and now there's an empty space there. And the ghost flies around in a circle in the dining hall area. Many of you rush to that area to see what's going on. And this ghostly figure says, He has returned to his home to take back his land. Has longed for this day. Tonight will be grand. All of you must go, but this night he takes six. No treats for this evening. There will only be tricks. For each life taken, his power will grow. And when he returns, an invincible foe. After the ghostly figure starts talking, you see six streams of this green fiery energy fly out from this ghost and hit six different halflings. And they all disappear. Then the ghostly figure disappears with the wind. Everyone's startled and shocked and they're freaking out. The kids all bolted, they're all crying. And they're all looking at the wall going, what in the world's going on? I take my cloak and start hitting the wall, trying to put the flames out. Nothing is happening. It's some type of magic that is just illuminating. I try touching up my bare hand. Nothing happens. And you do notice where the six points were, there was apples. And there's a hole in there shaped like an apple now. Like You can even put your hand in there if you wanted to. Philip, look, there's holes where the apples used to be. Huh. All that text is in Gnomish. Do halflings not have their own language? I think they would use halfling instead of gnome. You'd think. Happy says, um, no, I, I, I see that in halfling. Oh. I, I'm reading that in halfling. Hmm. Neat. Wait, that word up there by the, uh, sort of blue gold, is that reading Laurel or Yanni? Uh... The halflings are all running around like crazy. They're all frantic. You're hearing yells, cries, screams. One passes you about every 20 seconds. Happy says, um, I, I, 
I better go check on the family. I, I'll, I'll be back. As you're looking at the archaic texts glowing green against the one point of the tree, that ghostly voice is heard, and it says, Whether be short or tall, fruit for all, round like a ball, but life will fall. I mean, this one sounds like some sort of fruit tree, maybe? Dropping? Dropping a fruit? Happy walks by just that moment, and he goes, Oh, the big great apple tree in the middle of the farm! Check that out! Maybe the clue wants you to go there! And then Happy goes, Ah! And runs away. Wait, you, the, the apples are missing. Maybe one of the apples is there. Maybe all the apples or whatever they're saying these things are. And we gotta go find them and put them back to get rid of this guy that keeps the thing away. Like, maybe they actually really did manage this. Maybe it's not a ghost story. Help us all! It's possible. How far back? Is it just like the size of the apple? Like, you could actually just, like, replace yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's like you could take an apple and put it right in there. Alright. These were full yesterday. Even this morning. Like, perhaps the ghost stole them. It's possible. I mean, our other option is running around like these people. Well, that doesn't seem productive. It does seem less than productive. Save the desserts! <laughs> I love saving the desserts. Does seem I important. Am, I am 100% behind saving desserts. That's... The book of pies! Save the pies! Let's go grab a pie real quick. Alright. <laughs> They're like, oh good, grab one, save it! And they run away. <laughs> I will grab two pies. <laughs> I will grab two forks. Well, let's check it out. Alright, you run to the big great apple tree in the middle of the farm. There's a green glowing noose hanging from the branch. And at the end of that noose is a halfling. The halfling's passed out. You can see him breathing. And at the moment, the halfling's standing on what looks to be a magical green box. And when you start approaching this halfling, there's a bit of a force field that stops you from moving any further. Then, that green ghostly spirit shows up and it says... Don't let this halfling hang. You have six tries. If you douse all the flame, this halfling dies. And just when he says that, six flames appear in a row up towards the halfling. They're green magical flames. And on the other side of the halfling looks to be a bunch of dashes. I knew he was going to do this. <laughs> play hangman this oh, we're gonna play hangman <laughs> this this halfway is screwed <laughs> good luck and then the ghost disappears and then he reappears and he says no I was kidding don't no no luck don't want you have any luck goodbye hope he dies and then the ghost disappears again what letter do you choose first R-S-T-L-N-E. Yes. I think our first letter selection would be R. Does anything happen to the... <laughs> no? An R appears in this sentence. Oh, just one, just one. You know what? It'd be another good letter? The one S. right after it? Definitely. We're going S. We're going alphabetical by one. <laughs> Does the halfling's face light up? Okay, so you guess S, and an S appears, and then you guess T and several T's appear. So far, you've guessed a letter correctly every time. Well, that T is not where I thought it would be. Nope. <laughs> this is problematic, brother. I think we just go fell. 
and then we work from there. Yeah. You say L, and a bunch of L's show up. That's a lot of L's. That is a lot of L's. I think A might be a good guess. A and I? Several A's show up. Ooh, all will fail, fall, all will fall. W. W! A W shows up, and then they say I, and a bunch of I's show up. So okay. far, they're on a very good path. <laughs> and then you hear, can you please stop guessing correctly? This is not any fun. Okay. All, all will, will fall. fall. Well, there's not a whole lot after that, is there? H. Hey, you say H and a bunch of H's show up. It says all will fall on this harvest night. No, it's this. It's an S. I had to write that upside down. <laughs> so Philip says all will fall on this harvest night. And then all of a sudden, that green box and the green noose flash. And the halfling slowly gets let down, but it's totally safe. And the green box and the green noose start swirling with energy and then swirl into what looks like a green glowing apple, which is on the stomach of the halfling that is laying down on the ground, safe and sound. And those six green flames disappear. And that ghost reappears. And he says, All will fall on this harvest night, whether you got this wrong or whether you got this right. Excuse me. Goodbye. I'll be back. And then the ghost disappears. Oh, and good. I pick up the apple and I sniff it. Does it, it smell smells like, like energy. It smells like energy. It doesn't look like it'd be very tasty. No, we should probably not eat one of these. Yeah, let's get some apple pie alamode. I don't know about alamode, but we'll definitely get an apple pie. I don't yeah. know if they have ice cream. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Ah! We should probably save these people before we start pestering them for ice cream. Ah! Alright, let's go. You take that apple and you go back to the farm, into the dining hall area. And after a little bit of conversation, you two decide to put that apple inside the hole that's next to the archaic text next to the one branch. All of a sudden, there's a giant flash of light. A glowing gold light around that apple. The earth trembles a little bit beneath your feet. And then off of the distance, you hear... And the text next to that branch goes away, and archaic text appears on another branch. Okay, well, the good news is we've only got... Alright, so the bad news is we've got five more of these to figure out, but the good news is we know that they're probably location clues. Yeah? And they're probably stuff on the farm. You start looking at that second riddle. And while you're brainstorming, that ghostly voice reads the riddle aloud. I can take a life and give life to you, but typically I stay calm and am a beautiful blue. That sounds like water. I can take a life and give life to you. Yeah. Could be that uh, lake that we were working by. Listen, brother, perhaps we should go investigate that lake. Yeah. The halflings are getting all the women and children into the root cellars, and some of the guys are going to stay down there. And the other ones are going to... It just seems like they're running around frantic. Oh my gosh! You don't know if they've seen any sort of uh, combat or conflict in a long time, it seems. They are going a little nuts up. And off to the uh, lake. All right. So, yeah, I hand Philip one of the pies, and I take one of the forks, and I eat the pie as we go. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. 
you get out and it's pitch dark out. I mean, you see some of the halflings running around. You don't know what they're doing. Get through the group of the horses and see in the dark. <laughs> you yeah. both have dark vision? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, that's going to yeah. be both very convenient tonight. Both of us have dark vision. <laughs> very convenient for tonight. You're approaching the lake and you see a lot of shortcut logs in the lake. And you also hear somebody in the far distance yelling for help. 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 Um, I think we should help him. You run up to the shore of the lake. Philip, you see somebody in the middle of the lake, surrounded by a bunch of these logs that are cut to about the same size as his length. He's yelling for help. It looks like he can't move very well. And you also see some type of serpent creature swimming around in that lake. And then all of a sudden that ghostly figure appears again. And he says, This halfling may just want a drink, but what he may get instead is seeing himself sink. And then he will be dead. And then six magical flames appear again in a row up in the air. Ha 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 ha. Have fun, you two. Watch out for what's in the water. And then the ghostly figure disappears. I'll run across the uh, logs towards the flailing swimmer guy. Okay, so you're going to just jump log to log? Yep. Gonna frogger it. <laughs> nice. All right, go ahead and give me an athletics test. Can I do acrobatics? Yes. Awesome. 19. 19, nice. You're making your way there, and we are going to roll initiative because the snaky serpentine thing pops out of the water and hisses at you. All right. And it's initiative time. 14. 19. Okay, Shump. So I'm going to be at the shore of the lake. I see a snake pop out in front of Philip. I put my pie down, pull out my U wand. I'm going to cast Moonbeam. And I'm going to drop it right on top of that snake. He owes me a con check. Okay. Of 12. Okay, he succeeded. He still takes. It was a total of eight, but it's down to four for radiant damage. So a beam of light shoots straight down at the snake, and it gives out a big hiss, and it persists. Philip, it's your turn. You can see the snake so well. <laughs> oh, that's where that is. <laughs> You're right next to it at the moment. I'm going to go ahead and pop up. Okay. 19 to hit. Oh no. You can stop that. Four points of damage. And I'm going to do Fury of Blows. Okay. 13 to hit. That is a miss. Nine to hit. Ooh, and another miss. Okay. So you go in swinging, and you only land one of those punches. And it gives a big hiss back at you. And then it decides to strike. Takes a swipe. It just misses your face. And then you hear in the distance... And you do see another one of these snake figures it looks like in the water. And then you do see one of the magical flames up in the air goes out. <laughs> and we are back to 19. Shump, it's your turn. He's worried about Philip out there, so he's going to try to slowly cross the logs. And he's going to concentrate on keeping that spell up. Okay, roll your athletics. That's a three. <laughs> oh, you get about three logs in and you slip right into the water. Can he stand up or is it, or is it too deep for him to stand? You can stand up at this point. You didn't get far. <laughs> it's right at your neck. <laughs> All right, Philip, your turn. You do not want to know what it's like getting bit in the face by the snake. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a little close as it was. It's, it's mouth's about as big as your head. All right, take two more swings at it. Ooh, uh, natural 20. Awesome. 
Seven points on the critical. When it missed you last time, it puts its head back in striking position, and you just punch right into its face, and its teeth shatter, and that thing falls right into the water. All right, I'm going to bypass the moonbeam if I can. Yeah, yeah. Keep running towards the guy in the water. Uh, roll your athletics. Okay. Yeesh. Uh, nine. Ow, 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 you slip and fall in. <laughs> you made some distance, but you do slip and fall in. Okay, and then you do see another one of those snake things coming your way. It's between you and the person yelling. And then you do see another one of those magical flames in the air goes out. There are four currently lit. I'm going to try and climb onto the uh, logs again. Do I see the other snake snake? Yep, you do. All right. So, yeah, he holds the U wand up out of the water, points the U wand at the other snake, and then, like, the moon boom just kind of slowly makes his way across the, all the different logs, hopefully dodging Philip, and then this slow creep of, like, an orbital laser as this cylinder moves across and the stops at the snake. Haha! See? I told you this spell would be useful. So you move this moonbeam over and it hits the snake and you do see it start to fry a little bit and pieces of its skin get torn apart. And it gives out a big old hiss and it almost seems like it's going quicker now at Philip. And another one of those flames goes out. There are three left. Philip, it's your turn. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and climb onto the logs. 23. Nice. You get up there in like no time. I'm going to try and use whatever movement I can to move towards the voice that's yeah. a little like. Okay, go ahead and give me an athletics test. Another acrobatics. Yep. Yep. Oh, nice. 25. Awesome. You're getting there. You're getting there. Cool. As you're bolting, you realize you can kind of run past that snake, and it's going to have to backtrack to you. And it has to. It has to kind of spin around. But there's a big old moonbeam in front of it. And so it spins back towards Shump. And you hear, help, help. And then another magical flame goes out. There are two left. And it's the beginning of the next turn. Shump, your turn. Snake's darting towards you. So you guide the moonbeam back towards it. Con 12. Uh, that's 10. <laughs> Made its con again. That's <laughs> all right. It's persistent damage. You see the snake rushing towards you, and then you move that light and you smash it right along the back of that snake, and it gives out a big old hiss, and you see more of its skin flake off. Philip, it's your turn. Just running towards the voice. Come on, acrobatics, baby. Come on, come on, come on. 17? 17, nice. You get right up to him. You can see that he's entangled in this glowy green energy. Okay. And he goes, help, help. And uh, you just actually touch him, and the glowing green energy swirls around and turns into a glowing green apple, and it's on his chest. Yoink! Yep. Pick that up, and then he kind of falls into the water, and like, gets up, and he's like, oh, 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 thank you, thank you. Uh, you might want to tie these logs together next time. Oh, I just have no idea what's going on right now. We've got to get back to the farm. You, you saved me. Thank you so much. That's no problem. There's a snake... So you might want to go to the other side of the lake and then walk around. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Bye. Oh, uh, th- thanks again. I-, I will tell everyone you saved Bobbers. <laughs> and then you see those magical flames that were left in the sky disappear. The snake gets right up to you, Shump, but it can't really set up an attack. Shump, it's your turn. Bonus action. Move the moonbeam. Oh, you can still move that thing? All right, roll damage. <laughs> I'll roll my gun. Ugh. Three. 
three. Guess what? It didn't make its contract, and guess wow. what? Oh, wow. <laughs> it ate all three of those. You brought that moonbeam across its back again, and this time its head kind of bursts open. It makes a little bit of a mess. So it's done? It's done. And you see Philip being very acrobatic, running across the lake towards you on the lot. <laughs> Just a sec. Wait. Oh. Almost there. Just a second. Wait. Okay. Hold. Okay. Hold on. Just a... Okay, just one... I, oh, that pie's catching up to me. <laughs> I wade out of the water. No, wait. wait you're jumping across locks. What? <laughs> I have to wade through this. <laughs> All right, I'm going to run back to the, the shore. Okay, you guys are up on the shore. <sighs> Man, we got a clue. We got a clue. We got a clue. So one of the halflings was here that they that the ghost absconded with. Yeah. Nice. His name nice. is Bobbert. Oh, like an apple bob. Yeah, he has one of these. They pull out the apple. Oh, he was literally an apple. Bob popping for apples. Yeah. That with Bobbert. All right. We should probably run this back to the farmhouse. Well, we got time to eat the rest of the pie. We could do that. <laughs> Let's go back to the townhouse, though. That way we can get there and then figure out the clues for the rest of them and hopefully save a couple more of these people. Yeah, and then we can get more pie. We'll save more pie, yeah. <laughs> okay, you guys get up to the farmhouse and you're walking in <laughs> through one of the hallways. You see Floppy in his underwear running. <laughs> he just runs across the way. <laughs> and you get to the dining hall area. These people are excitable. I feel like we read a book that said the first rule of travel is don't panic. And bring a towel. Did we bring towels? We did not bring towels. That's why we're cold, tired, hungry, and wet. Yeah, yeah. I could actually really use a towel right now. Anybody have a towel? A towel comes out of nowhere. Hits you in the face. I'll walk over to the tree diagram. Put the uh, apple in the clue for the lake. Is that one say bobbered on it or... It does not say bobbered. No, no. Same thing happens. You put the apple in there and the... Light bursts, the ground shakes, and there's a grumbling. And the text next to that branch goes away. An archaic text appears on another branch. And that familiar ghostly voice is heard once again. One among many, hidden quite easy, impossible to find, might make one sneezy. (laughs) Hey, do you think that one's hay? Like a haystack? Like a needle on a haystack? One among many? And then, like, you know, hay makes people sneeze, right? Or feathers? Mr. Latte walks by and he goes, Yes, I think you're on to something, yes. We keep the hay in the barn. Let's go check out the barn. Yeah, it's either hay or feathers, and both of them are in the barn, so... All right, let's go over to the barn. All right, you run over to the barn. You open the door, and there's an excessive amount of hay all strewn about. Way up high. Up on the side of the barn. You see a big magical scythe. It's made of green magical energy. And you hear, Help! Help! You get the feeling that there's somebody inside that haystack. And then, of course, you see six magical flames appear up in the air over in the corner. And you hear a voice say, Losers ahead. (laughs) I'm so funny. Roll initiative. Uh, 18? (laughs) I got a 16. Okay, Philip, your turn. What are you going to do? Same plan as the lake. Just run up to where I hear the muffled screams for help. 
Roll athletics. Okay. I'll probably get to Shump by the end of my turn. <laughs> oh no. You roll I, a one? Yeah, I started in front of him too. So. <laughs> yeah. Shump just is totally in your way and you're like, he takes a left, you take a left, he takes a right, you take a right, and you're like, ah! Can't get around him. Can't get around him. He's in there! Oh, oh, yeah. I rushed towards where Philip points, and then I start grabbing Ed Hay. Athletics. 15. 15, okay. Nice. You start throwing aside Hay as quick as you can. And as you do that, you start hearing scurrying, and you see all these little rats come out from under the hay, and they all start attacking at your legs. They're starting to crawl up your legs, and they're biting and biting and biting, but nothing's getting through just yet. And then after that, you see this magical scythe swoop across the room, and it cuts into that hay and goes back to the other side. Doesn't cut all the way down towards the floor, but it did take a swipe towards the top. Oh, like a pendulum. Isn't that a short story by Crazy Pants? Yes. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah, nothing bad happened to that story. Nope. And you do look up and you see in the air those six flames all of a sudden turn to five flames. Your turn, Philip. I'm going to punch this bunch of rats and then I'm going to try and move some hay. Yep, okay, sounds good. 24 to hit and 23 to hit. Both hits. Okay. First one is six damage, and the second is four damage. All right, you're punching and kicking and swiping at these rats, and you're also trying to get that hay across the side. It is. Shump's turn. I'm going to pull out the staff of bird calling. He holds it up, and they're like these magical vines surround it as he brings it down, and he smacks it. And that's a 22 to hit. That is a hit. For three points of damage. <laughs> <laughs> one rat goes... <laughs> the rats keep crawling up your legs, Shump. They're biting and biting. Take two points of damage. And take six points of damage. Yikes. They're getting higher and higher and more bites are coming your way. Then you see the scythe swoop across the barn again and cut that haystack down a little bit more. And then you see the fifth magical flame goes out. There's four magical flames left. Philip, your turn. I'll just do the same thing, just kick at the rats and try and move some hay as I go. 15 to hit? That's a hit. 14 to hit. That is a hit as well. Okay. There's so many of them, it seems like it's very easy to hit them. First one is 7 points of damage, second one is 6 points of damage. Alright, Philip just starts smacking all of these rats and kicking them and chopping them. Shump, you look over at him, and every single rat's feet are to the wall now. They're all out. The rats are done. Shump, your turn. I'm going to try something crazy here. Okay. I'm going to turn into a giant badger. <laughs> okay. I'm going to use my burl speed to dig into the hay cool. to see if I can find this halfling. Nice. Roll your athletics. And go ahead and roll with advantage. Uh, I got... Ooh, I'm a badger. I'm a badger. Badger, 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 badger. Badger, 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 badger. Got a 20. Dirty. Awesome. Dirty. 20. You burrow through very well. You feel like you are very close to him. And, and I make the, a lot of crazy badger noises. And Philip sees the scythe swoop across the barn again. The haystack goes down more. And another magical flame goes out. There are three magical flames left now. Philip, your turn. I'm just going to start burrowing behind Shump and try and clear as much as I can behind him. Yeah. 12? 
looking pretty good. You're getting a lot of stuff to the side. Okay, Shump, your turn. We're going to continue to burrow, looking around for him. Go ahead and burrow with advantage. That's not great. Five, six. Six? <laughs> you start going the wrong way, and Philip goes, no, no, you, you veered off, you veered off. And then you both feel this lightness come above you when more hay gets swooped off the top. And another one of those flames goes out. There are only two flames left. Philip, your turn. Uh, all right, I'll frantically start clearing hay. Ugh, seven. <laughs> oh, dang it! You're too busy trying to get Shump back on track. <laughs> Shump, it's your turn. All right, do or die. Do or die. Do or die. Do or die. Badger! Badger! 19. 19, awesome. You get to him and you bite to the side of him and start pulling him. Give me a strength test. 15. You start pulling him back. The scythe goes across another time, and boy, it looks way too close for comfort. Then the fifth magical flame goes out, and there is only one flame left. Philip, give me a roll. Nine. Okay, you're pulling him a little bit. Shump, give me another roll. One more roll, buddy. That scythe comes swooping down, and it's going to hit. Or is it with a 19? Oh, big badger for the win. You pull the halfling away right when the scythe rips through the last of the hay, and it just misses the halfling. And you see that the halfling's covered in some sort of green magical energy. You pull him away, the scythe disappears, and so does the green energy, and all of a sudden, a green glowy apple appears on his chest. We need that. And of course, that last magical flame does go out, but you do have the apple. I'm a badger, and I just... I don't know. I do badger jumping up and down, happy noises. <laughs> I'll go ahead and grab the apple. Okay. I suppose we should probably at least get him out from under the hay so he doesn't get crushed. I'll drag him to the door of the barn. He should be okay. Okay. Actually, I'll, I'll pop back into the thing. I got a thing for this. Hang on a second. He pats himself down. And we're going to cast Goodberry, and he's going to pull a berry out of his pocket, and he's going to shove it into the guy's mouth to see if he can get him to eat it. And oh, okay. should heal him for one hit point. Oh, he wakes up. Ooh, that was tasty. Yeah, I'll keep you nourished for one day. Oh, thank you. How are you doing today? What's new? What's exciting? Hey, what's your name? Melbo. Melbo. Yep. Melbo. This doesn't make any sense. What doesn't make sense? Well, the last guy we saved was Bob one, but we saved him because he was an apple bob. You saved somebody? That's nice of you. Yeah. Oh, wait. Are you getting good at riddles? No, I'm terrible at them. <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> I don't even know how to spell riddle. Well, we should probably get back to the farmhouse. What's going on? Why is there hay all over the place? That's a great question. Oh, it's those rats. Ah, I'll stay around and clean up the rats. Okay. Uh, Back to the farm? Yeah. Okay. Back to the farmhouse. All right, you take the apple, you put it in the slot where you think it was a needle in a haystack, which you were right, by the way. Nice. You put it in there. There's a flash of magical light. The apple area turns gold and glowy again. And in the background, you hear a grumbling. And then the text goes away. And on the next branch, more archaic texts shows up. And that old ghostly voice shows up as well. Oh no. He thinks we're smart. Yeah, we're not getting. I mean, we're getting smarter just because we know they're locational, but. Creeping all over can feed or scare. Walk right through and it might cause a snare. 
Spider web? Sure. Yeah, it's gotta be a spider. Like I would a think like maybe? a spider web, but yeah. Latte is having a pumpkin latte as he's sitting next to you, trying to think of what it could be. And he's chewing on his pumpkin. He's like, "Oh, I love pumpkin." So what does it feed? It's a is pumpkin it patch. Oh. By golly, Philip, I think you're onto something, my friend. Uh, I will make you two some lattes since you are running around nonstop. Uh, uh, here you go. I guess to the pumpkin patch. Where's the pumpkin patch, latte? It's out the front door and to the east. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you're doing a good job, by the way. Keep it up. We go to the pumpkin patch. As you go up into the pumpkin patch, you see a big mound of pumpkin vines towards the middle. And as you get closer and closer, you see that there's a little halfling stuck in there. And then you do see some of that green glowy energy. And there's also that ghostly figure with a pumpkin head. And he turns and looks over his shoulder. There you can see this magical keyhole lock in that green energy. And he twists what appears to be a green key. And then he picks up one of the pumpkins that happens to be carved. And you look around and there's actually a bunch of jack-o'-lantern carvings into these pumpkins on the ground. And he puts one into the jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> and all the pumpkins come up. They all swirl around and then they all land again. And he says, No smiles for this placement, but used quite a lot. Some mistake me for IV, used in a hand knot. <laughs> Toodaloo. And then, of course, that ghost disappears. And yet again, six magical flames appear in the sky. Roll perceptions. <laughs> One. Nineteen. That's not bad. When those pumpkins flew up in the air and spun around, Shump was just completely distracted. But Philip was watching like a hawk. You believe it's one of these two out of the six different sections that are here. Because you're looking at the grounds and you're seeing that it's like divided into six areas. They're fairly large. Okay. In fact, you even see them labeled as one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. Four and five are the two segments that you are looking at. And not. No, smiles for this placement is what's throwing me up on all that. As you're standing around talking it over, one of those six flames goes out in the sky. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to oh. cast Locate Object. Nice. Go for it. <laughs> nice. That sounds good. We're <laughs> a thousand feet. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. I do some druid signs. A little magnifying glass appears and he like holds it and then he just goes, it is that way. <laughs> right there. You see that it's in section four. Woo. Okay. So you run right over to a certain jack-o'-lantern and you Pop that baby open and there's a little green magical key. Boop! Boom! I told you, brother, studying magic was not a waste of time. Well, it was useful on this occasion, but I still think it's a silliness. We'll run up to the middle of the pumpkin patch and see if we can't get this guy out of his... Yep. Alright, you use the little key to the little magical lock and it unlocks and all the vines fall off to the side. All the vines slowly creep back towards the ground, and the magical energy disappears. And all those flames that are in the sky disappear. And this portly halfling goes, Oh, I, oh, oh thank you. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate it. Oh, you saved me. Wait, is your name Pumplin? 
Uh, no, no, it's Punkin Brewster. I, I am the brewmaster around here. Oh, yes, you were the ones that I got that really nice gem from. Uh, uh, ne never mind, never mind. I, I've got to go. I uh, will uh, see you later. And then he runs off. Did he just say that he robbed us? <laughs> uh, all right. Um, head back to the farmhouse. All right, you run back to the dining hall. You put the apple in and it makes that same magical burst. And the ground shakes and you hear a distant roar and grumble. The magical text goes away on that branch and magical text shows up on another branch. And that darn ghost is heard once again. I am bright but not clever. I roar when big. I am light but not the moon. I need more than a twig. It's a, it's a fire. We just need to figure out where the... Wait. No, they're making bonfires. Yeah, there's a big bonfire outside. We should probably get to that one quickly. That might be too late. Let's go. <laughs> oh, God, the bees! <laughs> All right. You all run out to the bonfire, and as you're getting closer and closer, the bonfire turns green. I mean, if we're going to follow the pattern, that's not a good one. And then as you get closer and closer, you see there are figures dancing around the bonfire. Well, that's more acceptable, I suppose. And you hear singing in the background. You hear something along the lines of... Fire, fire, ring of fire, things are about to get real dire. And they keep singing that over and over again. There's about 20 figures there. And when you get closer and closer, there are these black silhouetted figures with a weird porcelain mask on that is kind of pumpkin-y. But all of them look the same and they're all dancing, holding each other's hands. And within that 20, you hear someone say, Help! Philip, you recognize that voice as Lynn's, the gal you were dancing with. Oh, I know her. This could be real bad. Do I recognize her dancing? You do notice that one of the figures is shaped slightly different, and you do feel like that has probably got to be Lynn's, but there are some other figures blocking her way. And as you're watching, you see that this ring around the fire dance getting closer and closer to the fire. No! And you hear that familiar voice once again. No need for the flames of six high up in this night sky. For the giant flame in the middle will surely make them all die. Ha 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 ha. Have fun with this song and dance. Oh. Niship. Uh, 16. I got a 12. I think this one's all you, brother. I, um, uh, I'm a little low on the magic and, uh, I can't turn into another animal today. Uh, okay. <laughs> you just give up. <laughs> ah, see ya. Hey, fine. <laughs> Where's the cigarettes at? <laughs> so, they're singing their song, and they take a big step forward, and you do not like the looks of that. It is Philip's turn. I'm going to point to where I see her. Chump, she's that one. And okay. start running my way over towards her. As soon as you start getting towards these figures, they start shifting their bodies. They don't even really look at you. They're just shifting their bodies to block you. Give me an athletics test. Can I use acrobatics? Yes, you can. Okay. 16. 16? Okay. You shift through some of them, and you're in the circle now, circling with them. Okay. Shump, your turn. Uh, I just run up and smack the nearest one. He yells shillelagh, and again, the staff is covered in the, the magical green glowing vines. And... Oh, okay. 18. 18 hits. 
for three points. So you hit one of them and it shifts a little bit, but it keeps going in a circle. It is the next turn. They all take one giant shift forward and they all try to move frantically to switch spots. Philip, it's your turn. Roll perception first. Trying to keep an eye on Linz. Twelve? You think you still know where still she's at. Be yes. on her? Yes. Okay. Roll athletics or acrobatics. Fourteen. Well, these things are slippery, but boy, you squeeze a little bit closer. You're a little bit closer. And again, they're trying to just block you off. It's pretty creepy. Your turn, Shump. Do I still see where the one named Lens is? You have lost her in the mix. I smack the nearest one. Okay. Shalili! Thirteen? Thirteen does not hit. Next round, they take a big giant step forward. Boy, they're getting close to that fire. This fire feels hot. Okay. Yeah, I kind of figured. Um, give me a perception roll, John. Perception? Yep, they're trying to shift and confuse you. Five. Five. Dang it. Okay, at the moment, you do lose her, but you know that you at least probably want to go forward still. So right. roll your acrobatics. Okay. 21. Ooh, you get way up there now. You're feeling good about your position at the moment. Okay. Shump, your turn. Lands! Lands! Are you Lands? He asks one of the figures right directly in front of him. Nothing happens. All right. Shillelagh! And I smack it across the face. <laughs> All right. Shillelagh away. <laughs> oh, oh, what? <laughs> oh, no. Uh-oh. You know what that means. Roll damage. You hit something. Four. All right. You Shillelagh. And you hit one of the figures. And you hear a female voice scream out a little bit. I found her! <laughs> they all take one giant leap forward. Philip, go ahead and roll perception with advantage. Because she just screamed. 14? Alright, you spot her again. Give me acrobatics roll. Ooh. Ah, seven. You know what? That's okay because these rolled poorly. I've been doing a post tests. Oh, nice. You get a hold of her and you start heading at least away from the fire. Okay. okay. Chump, your turn. Cool. Hey, if you get her over here, I can heal her up. Shillelagh! He smacks the nearest one. All right, go for it. Hey, that's a 20 for four points of damage. Yeah. All right, you smack one and it gives out a big jerk, but it keeps dancing around in a circle. They take one giant leap forward. Philip, give me an acrobatics test. As they take the leap forward, they're trying to enclose you a little bit and push you forward. Okay. Try to get everything back on track for them. 21. 21. You slip and slide your way through that. Okay. It's your turn. Go ahead and give me an acrobatics roll. Okay. I've got to hold the lens. You do. You okay. do. Yep. All right. 24. You are out of the circle. And you take a big step back, and the spirits all go into the fire. The fire cleans up. All of a sudden, you see all the green get sucked down into a little area next to the now orange fire. And it's a little green apple sitting there. And Linz says, thank you, thank you so much, thank you. I just walk over to Linz, and I'll pull a couple berries on my pocket. Hey, uh, sorry about hitting you. Uh, here's a couple of berries. Uh, they'll make you feel better. Oh, thank you very much. No, that's 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 okay. That's okay. That was very frightening. I'm so glad Philip saved me. Uh, he goes, someday I'm gonna marry this man. <laughs> you know that he's a gnome, which is not the same. All right, never mind. I love this uh, woman. <laughs> you fall for every brown-eyed girl that bats her eyes no, at you. No, that is not true. That is categorically untrue. You're right. This one has blue eyes. This is not, also not true. 
<laughs> also, specifically, not true. As you say that, there's a halfling lady running by, and she's like, Oh, I'm so scared. She's like, well, hello, Mr. Philip, and she winks at you. <laughs> You're going to marry that one, too? I am praying for benevolent editing is what I'm praying for. <laughs> I would like to cast guidance on him. <laughs> This will help you make up your mind on which one you're going to chase after. Guidance. <laughs> I'm going to grab the apple and head back to the farmhouse. All right. So they run back to the farmhouse. You insert the apple, the same thing. The light bursts. The ground shakes and there's a roar in the background. Has the roar been getting progressively louder or does it just kind of like... It's it is like not. A thump. Okay. At this point, you're like, okay, okay. Not worse, not better. Okay. It's been consistent. Then that magical text disappears, and more magical text on another branch appears. And sure enough, you hear that ghostly voice once again. I soak in the sun, stay under the moon. Keep things away, in death I am strewn. Death I'm strewn. Sulk in the sun, stay under the moon. Scarecrow? Do you have a scarecrow here? Mr. Latte says, Yes, the scarecrow in the cornfield. All right, cool, cool. I don't know how you got a scarecrow out of that. But listen, could we get some apple pie and do you have ice cream? <laughs> yeah, he gets out a little piece of paper in a pen and he's like, Oh, yeah, yeah, what else would you like tonight? You two are working so hard, I am quite impressed. The, the rest of the halflings are just still running around screaming? Yep. Okay. Hey, by the way, uh, what is happening at all of these sites? Ah! Uh, people aren't dying. That's what you need to know. Yeah. Great. You know, uh, what else can I get you? Uh, maybe some pot roast? Mm, that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? You know, that does sound pretty good. I am just too oomphy. <laughs> all righty. You two go have fun with the scarecrow. Oh, 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 we're not getting the pie first. All right, let's go. All right. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about going into a cornfield facing a scarecrow on, like, a harvest night festival. Uh, do you want a good berry? D- sure. I gave him a good berry. I have ten, so <laughs> I've given away four now. I do feel better. All right, you get to the cornfield, and luckily a lot of it's been harvested, so the stalks are down. And you see a halfling formed up like a scarecrow with green glowy energy all around it. And then you see the actual scarecrow and it looks like it turns a key on the chest of this halfling scarecrow. And then it looks over at you and it puts this key inside its chest. It giggles. (laughs) Six magical flames then appear in the sky. And then it runs off. Oh, 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 we should... Chase it, cash or not. We should chase it down. Yeah. <laughs> Roll initiative. Alright. Ooh, 15. Ooh. Eight. <laughs> Ooh, that's exciting. You're still gonna beat me there. Hudson, your turn. I will run and then I will action dash. Give me an athletics test. Five. You're getting pretty close to that scarecrow, but boy, it dashes as well and darts the heck away. Thankfully, it hasn't turned into the taller cornfield yet. As it's running, its arms and legs are very comically moving up and down, and it looks very awkward. You can see a little bit of green glow in its chest through the hay. Philip, your turn. Run towards it, and then dash, and then... Looking it? Yeah. Okay. One of the six flames goes out in the sky. Shump, it's your turn. So I run up to it, and I pull out my staff, raise it high above my head, and shout shillelagh. Try to smack it across the back of the head. Okay. 
Or not. That's 12. 12? Okay, you hit. Oh, no, you hit. <laughs> For eight points of damage. <laughs> the whip up and slap it in the back, and hay falls off of it, and it gives a jump. <laughs> and it turns to you, gives a swipe at you, but has some claws. All right, murder me. You take 14 points of damage. It turns and swipes right across your face and then books off some more. Philip, your turn. Run up, try and hit it a couple of times. Uh, 18 to hit. 18 will hit. 10. 10 will miss. miss. Four points of damage. And then I'm going to spend a key point to do Flurry of Blows. Okay. 24 to hit. That is a hit. Another four points of damage, and I need him to make a dex 12 saving throw. Oh, I missed it. All right, it is prone. So you go up and you do your fury blows, and you smack this thing, and it tumbles over. Nice. And as the scarecrow is laying on the ground, it does turn to face you. And then up in the sky, one of the magical flames goes out. Slump, your turn. I run up, jump, and have the staff raised above my head. I'm going to yell, Shillelagh! Six points of damage. Nice. All right. You actually jab the staff right through its chest, and you have it pinned at the moment. And it's its turn, and it's going to try to take a swipe at you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, it can't quite reach you. It kind of swipes towards your legs, and it's not really getting to you. And another one of those flames goes out of the sky. There are three flames left. And it is Philip's turn. So it isn't standing up yet? Correct. Oh, okay. He's got it pinned down. All right. Uh, I'm just going to murder it. <laughs> Go ahead and probably 20 on the first one. Ooh, natural 20 on the second All one. Right. Six points on the first one. And ooh, uh, 11 points on the second one. <laughs> Still alive. So you jump on its chest and you just start smashing into its face and it just all falls apart. Nice. And the little key kind of falls out of its chest. And you grab the key, run up to the magical little key lock on this person that's set up like a scarecrow, and you unlock him, and the same thing happens. All the energy shifts into this little tiny green energy apple. The magical flames in the sky do disappear, and the halfling is alive but is passed out. Nice. We give him a good berry. Oh, hey, oh, well, thank you very much. Ooh, that tasted delicious. How are you two doing to this evening? I'm really tired, bruised, and beat up. You are? Oh, you should go in and uh, rest up and get some pumpkin pie. Sounds delightful. Oh, wait! Latte has apple a la mode pie. Let's go. I'm kind of tired. I'm just going to sleep here. This is a nice little spot. Have you ever slept out in the cornfields? It's great. Not normally in the fall. Anyway, let's go. So you run back to the dining hall. You put the last apple in. Now there's a massive burst of light. In fact, the green fire goes away. And now the tree is glowing and sparkling a wonderful gold. You feel a wave of comforting warmth come across you. You feel quite refreshed. In fact, it's almost like you're completely rested. Yay! Hey! Almost like game mechanics wise. <laughs> you took yes. it? Like Al- almost, yeah. almost just. It's like you just. Took a <gasps> oh yeah! Almost exactly like we just rested for an entire hour. Interesting. <laughs> and as that happens, you all give in big deep breaths and feel so invigorated and great. Then ice cream Alamode shows up right underneath your noses. Ah, oh, showed up. And then there is a massive, massive grumbling outside. The earth shakes quite violently now, much different than before. Now it's way worse. 
<laughs> Another halfling is seen running by, and he's like, ah! Oh, hey! Oh, hey, look, the tree's glowing! Oh, that's cool! Oh, it's nice and gold! Oh my goodness, that is so neat-looking! Ah! <laughs> and then he runs away, flailing his arm. And then you're quickly reminded that there's something outside. That moaning and groaning and yelling is getting louder and louder. Shump ah! is eating his ice cream. I also am eating my ice cream. Ding! Something? Man, there's a lot of screaming. Ah! Can you guys keep it down? And the grumbling and the grumbling. Man, did Bobble ever make it back? Bob, oh, yeah, Bobble was on the other side of the lake. Bobber. Bobber. Bobbert! There's people out there still! And one giant people thing now! Uh, oh, what? outside? Where? Ah! And they run away. <laughs> that wasn't very helpful. I think he meant outside. They were looking towards the east side of the farm at this point. You know it quite well. Ah! You know there's some crops over there, and there's a pumpkin patches over there as well. We should probably go over there. Let's go wait for the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Alright! Well, you turn the corner and you can already see him because he's quite large. Oh. And it's this giant humanoid shape made out of vines. And it has a big, giant, grotesque pumpkin face, jack-o'-lantern head. And it has a big old pitchfork. And it's saying, I have returned! I have returned! And he's swiping down at little halflings running by him. Luckily, no halflings got hit. Yet. Its eyes are glowing green, like a green magical fire's inside its jack-o'-lantern head. I'm coming your way, you two. I see you. I set the ice cream down. Let's roll initiative. Uh, 11. 18. He's approaching you slowly, and he's swiping and hitting the ground, and he says, This land is mine. It's mine. Leave it now. Leave it now or forever be gone. He's monologuing. Uh, oh, it's not a dialogue? No. Oh. Chump, your go. I will... Turn into a giant wolf! That's pretty cool. <laughs> I'll run up and try to bite him. That's not great. 13. 13's a hit. Oh, cool. Eight. Eight points of damage? Yep. This giant wolf figure jumps in and takes a bite and rips out some of the vines on its leg. If the target is a creature, it must succeed a DC 13 strength save or be knocked prone. Nice. It does not fall over. Oh. I'm gonna go ahead and run up and punch it twice. Alrighty. 14? 14's a hit. Another 14. Oh, both hit. Alright. 11 points of damage. And I'm gonna spend a key point to do flurry of blows. Okay, so you go in and you punch it a few times for 11 points of damage, and then you start your fury of blows. 19. Ooh, another natural 20. Good oh, nice. Lord. I'm going to bring these to the regular campaign. Four on the first one. Nine on the second, so 13 total. And I'm going to use open hand technique so it can't use reactions until the end of my next turn. This thing goes, get out of my land. Back off, you two. And he sticks the pitchfork into the wolf. Take nine points of damage as the wolf whimpers. Then with its other hand, it pulls out what looks to be a pumpkin from its body. And it throws it on the ground towards Philip. Uh, the old smoke pumpkin. Yep. Okay. Uh, roll a dex save. Dex save? Yep. Uh, 23. Oh, nice. A bunch of smoke pops up in front of you, but you dodge it completely and you are right around the side of it. Nice. So whatever that may have done to you, it didn't do it. And it is Shump's turn. All right, so now I'll circle around him 
and I'll bite at his kills or whatever. Because Phelps engaging it, I can trigger pack tactics, so she gives me advantage. Oh, nice. 19 a hit, 12 points of damage. Oh, nice. You take a big old bite out of the side of it, and you feel like this thing should have fallen over by now, but you're realizing the vines and the roots are keeping it from falling. Philip, it's your turn. Okay, go up and swing at him again. Wow, swing wild. <laughs> 11? 11 will hit. Alright, cool. You feel like this is actually pretty easy to hit. Six points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. And flurry blows. Another five points of damage, and I'm gonna just, uh, open hand, make sure he doesn't have reactions. So you're going in and you're not hitting him as hard as you'd like, but you're definitely distracting him a little bit, it seems. And he takes that pitchfork and tries to thrust it right at you, Philip. He wants to skewer a gnome. And he does get you. Okay. For 12 points of damage. Sticks you really good. And then with his other hand, it whips out a pumpkin and throws it at the wolf. And it just misses Shump. And it hits the ground. And this one bursts up into a fiery flame. And it's Shump's turn. I get really angry because I just attacked my brother for real. Like before, it was all fun again because he hadn't been hurt yet. <laughs> and I bite anything that looks sensitive. Just grab and rip and tear. I got a 21 to hit for 11 points of damage. Get out of my land. This is mine to keep. Get out of here. And he's swinging and he's swinging. And you jump right in and you bite through this thing's neck. And you get all the way through, and this big old pumpkin jack-o'-lantern head falls to the ground and bursts open. Is there a halfway inside? <laughs> <laughs> there isn't. There isn't. Mr. Latte comes over and says, Hey, you did it. Good job. Great job. Wonderful. Wonderful job. Hey, Mr. Latte. Yeah? <laughs> um, not that it would affect us right now, but you are a wizard, right? I'm one of the most powerful wizards in the lands. Huh. <laughs> okay, cool. How do you think I can make all these tasty drinks with my hands? Here you go. Here's some more pumpkin lattes. I assume it was just press dissertation. Actually, I say that after I turn back into an half-orc because wolves can't talk. I really was impressed with dissertation. Yeah, I really was dissertation. Uh, um... Mr. Latte says, Boy, it seems as if everything is uh, calmed down now. Did all the uh, halflings stop screaming and running around? <laughs> Probably You're listening? No. You're listening? Ah! Wait. Oh, there's... Ah! You might want to go the... check on them all. I feel like this is Latte's job at this point. Yeah, I mean, you're a high-powered wizard, can't you? Like, call Sydney? People Message? Major hey. illusion for a sign? I will check on the others and calm them down precisely when I mean to. On that note, um, let's go check things out and see how everyone's looking. Okay. Can you just shoot off some fireworks? Oh, well, sure. Here you go. That should, look, that should be enough, right? That should do it. Yeah, that'll do it. But there's pie inside, so... Oh, yeah! Ah! Oh, my stomach's gonna hurt so much tomorrow. Oh, it's gonna be warm. <laughs> so, you guys go back into the house, and you calm everybody down. And within ten minutes of gathering everybody up and telling them what happens, they all go, Hooray! And then go right back into their harvest celebration. <laughs> you eat, you drink, you sing, and you dance. 
Philip gets to dance with Linz the rest of the night. Aww. <laughs> Chump, many people dance with you, and you get more food than you'd ever imagine. I think I've had enough pie to last me. I'm good on pie. A week. <laughs> <laughs> so good on pie. Would you two like some cookies instead? These are special ones made by a good friend of mine. He's a barbarian halfling chef. He goes by the name of Cookie, in fact. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think about that one. <laughs> Can we give him a go? I mean, if you got a plate, <laughs> a giant plate of cookies. Comes it'd, it'd be rude if we didn't. Yeah, it would. Oh, it really time. would. They're pumpkin cookies, by the way. Oh, okay, okay. I'm turning a new leaf on pumpkins as a crop. <laughs> After resting up and getting healed up a little bit, you have a very good evening. And you have one of the best nights of sleep you've had in a long, long time. Nice. You wake up in the morning and roll your con to see how your stomachs are doing. Oh, oh no. Okay. Oh, no. Hey, not bad. 16. Philip, you're doing pretty good. You're full, but you're doing pretty good. I'm just moving oh. real slow, real dainty. I got a 13. Your yeah. stomach's pretty tight, but not too bad. <sighs> I need to use our outhouse. They're not going to like the after effect. They'll probably need to take a new one afterwards. <laughs> that happens. Well, I must say, it's been a pleasure having the two of you. We can't thank you enough. Would you like to stay here, or are you uh, needing to get out to your adventures? Oh, no, we gotta get the what's in. There's the monk tournament, or what's in. Mm. Yeah, the monk oh, yeah. tournament. The, the monk tournament, yeah. Oh, okay. Ah, very well, very well. Well, thank you again from the Happy Feet. We will see you next time. Now the Mad Farmer Trickster saw his defeat. We hope you enjoyed this Halloween treat. Ah, oh, brother. Woo, I felt better. <laughs> <laughs> go before they access to make a new one. <laughs> Probably a good idea. You look skinny. I feel you lighter. Look, yeah. You look, you look real good. Woo. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. D4 on the floor. You definitely should like and subscribe to them so you get those alerts so when they come out. Yes. Yes. And yes. then uh, if you like them a lot, you should you can give them a review. Right? Yeah. Right? And yeah, then they, they can uh, make some more popular and stuff. Bobber, this is disgusting! We should move. Yes, yes. <laughs> We're the shoot brothers. Shoot, shot, shoot, slot. Slout. Slout brothers. Ah. Ah, you know, <laughs> the best jokes are the ones you explain. What? <laughs> Um, I guess floppy skin Brian is that the answer don't kill the cat I don't know don't kill her just jump around all crazy on a chair you're gaming the system yep I call BS car gamers John died I'm done it's gone forever Nope, I just stepped on it. Yeah.
Was it a D4 on the floor? It was a D4 on the floor. <laughs> you're lucky you're not dead. <laughs> Product placement. <laughs>